Wait a minute. Who's there? What's going on, guys? It is good to be back. Did you miss me? Wait, who, who, who is this talking right now? This is uh, this is your boy Peter. I uh, bullshit. This ain't Peter. I just got back from Vegas celebrating my brother Jack's bachelor party, but Vegas decided to keep my voice, so it's just me here today, guys. But who is this? Good and what to have be you here. done to my roommate? What have you done to him? Where's he at? I know. It was a, a very, very fun weekend. Hey, first off, guys, it's been a minute. I have missed checking in with you guys every week. Dusty, I've missed chatting it up. I've had probably the busiest month of my life or month and a half of my life. So if you guys are getting any updates, uh, you know I was training for the new airplane, the 787, dream come true of mine. So I was training all there all of March. Just finished up my first training flight and have a very special flight coming up this Wednesday with my dad flying his retirement flight. The whole reason I came to United, the whole reason I did everything all coming together this week. So obviously we'll have many uh, things to talk about in regards to that. We'll have a little episode on it. But uh, anyways, guys, it's good to be back. I've missed you. Welcome back, buddy. It's been, uh, yeah, happy to have you back. We've been holding it, me and Emma. Clay's been helping us out as well. But yeah, good to have you back and ready to get the ball mo- moving. I don't know if you knew this though. We've been putting out content for almost one year on the podcast one year man that damn that's nuts what's your highlights one year what's your highlights highlights that mean man, to you? i don't i me and emma already talked about this you tell us i just i just think it's cool we've kind of created this just this little family of ours that never you know never really ever would have thought we would have had i remember this this idea came sitting in our kitchen when we you just moved in with me there in the uh, in the new spot in New York, and you brought the idea up, and just man, everything that's happened in that year, and us having a zero idea of what the hell we were doing, trying to figure this out, then kind of getting the hang of it, and and then you know getting the whole the ball rolling with with Emma and Red, and just kind of creating this family. Like I said, our third roommates, and just and and the page growing in that regard, and you know seeing people out. And having them bring up the the show to us, like that's just to me has been so cool, and that people have enjoyed it and, and gotten value from it, and yeah, it just makes me really happy that that people uh, care to uh, listen to us just kind of BS here uh, a couple times a week, and they enjoy it. So I just you know this all goes back to everyone else, and just very appreciative and very grateful. So thank you guys for uh, letting us do this for a year. Thank you guys so much. So we have a, I'm going to go ahead and rush this a little bit. So Tripp is, you know, getting a little (laughs) older and I'm like his nursing home nurse and he just got up from his nap and I know exactly what this means. He has to go (laughs) to the restroom or I'm going to be cleaning up piss. Um, So... (laughs) <laughs> Dusty, Dusty, you are you need to go on like a a, a two month vacation, man. After all oh, that man. you have done for Trip and I, Chat, you know I get a lot of DMs. It's so funny. I get a lot of DMs from people, and they're like, "How how are you a pilot first off, and how are you never home because of Trip?" And <laughs> this is guys, it's me, listen, guys. I'm listen, the I'm the, I'm I, the nanny. First the, off, <laughs> first off, the fact that you guys invest so much into Trip's well-being and trying to understand who's taking care of him, honestly, it means the world. So thank you. I do have, I will say, I do have my Furbo that I have plugged in, so I am always watching him. I'm always talking to him throughout the day when I'm not there. But shoot, shout out to Dustin, roommate of the year award, friend of the year award, friend of the year award, and hey. dog nanny of the year award. Hey, Dustin Kendrick, I ladies and gentlemen. It. I appreciate it, Mr. Weber. But like I said, 
Trip doesn't wait for anybody. He's going to go out. <laughs> Guys, we have a great show for you. Uh, we have hey. our special guest, Tammy, on right now. It's going to be great. I got to, I'm not joking. I got to take him out right now. You guys got to, right, I'm not going to finish this. <laughs> Guys, I'm losing my shit right now because Dustin's not messy. He's not messy. This is not a joke. Anyways, so I'm actually back, back in LA. That's why I'm not in New York. Like I said, I just came back from Vegas from my brother's bachelor party. And my dad's trip starts out of LA on uh, on Wednesday night. So that's why I'm here. But we have a, a very fun guest coming on the pod today. Uh, probably someone that maybe you wouldn't have expected. My very first ex, if you will, from the show, Tammy, is joining us. And hey, there he is. The I'm dog Danny is back. He's letting it go right now. He's that boy could go. He is draining right. it. He can. Uh, he's, <laughs> he he uh, he does good for a seventeen year old. Anyways, I, uh, I'm filling everyone in. We uh, we have Tammy on the pod today, and uh, this is fun because Tammy and I have oh, obviously some history, and I want to say mostly good history, but I guess you guys will have to uh, listen to the rest of this to see if uh, we squash it all where we stand. Stoked for you guys to uh, be back. Let's get into it. Tammy, welcome to the podcast. Guys, Hello. this is uh this is this is a very big, very big, big podcast for us. Tammy, you are the very our very first guest from the show. Or from our really? season, I guess. Not not from the show, from our from, from our specific season. Okay. Okay, well, nice. Yeah, she's, well, the I'm fir- she's she's the first ex-girlfriend of yours to come on here. Man, that's yeah. This is uh there we go. We're um <laughs> That's a, a little time. awkward, a little, a little uncomfortable, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's good to have you on. You said something when we were just about to get started that uh, you were wondering if, if I still hated you. I have never hated you. I, uh, Wait, maybe, there's beef? There's beef? I, I gotta, there was beef. <laughs> what, what beef are you specifically referring to? I thought we were good, and then you posted a picture of your brother getting engaged, and I said, this could have been us, but you playing. Obviously, it's a joke. You would have never ended up with me. It was so funny, and then he unfollowed me, and I'm like, ooh, okay, that... You're that right. hurt a little you, bit. You know what it was. Pete, what's up? That was funny, man. All right, listen, listen. It, I look back on it now, and now it's a couple months removed from there. And so, yeah, that is funny. And and props to you. Maybe I was a little bit dramatic. I feel like, you know, not that I'm trying to defend myself, but I feel like it took a while for me to want to feel comfortable again following, you know, any of the women after that whole experience. And I don't remember specifically, like, when I started doing that again. But I remember, yeah, I started following you again. And I was like, no, I've... T- Tammy's chill. Like I, I, I like Tammy. I know it obviously didn't work out on the show, but Tammy's chill. And then I don't know why that that comment just like triggered me, and I'm just like, no, like I'm not, I'm not putting up with that. I'm not putting up with that. And um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Peter. I'm sorry that that hurt your feelings. Hey, it's all good. That was a little dramatic. I could admit. So you know what? Are, are we all made up now? We're, are we all uh, made up? I'm going on Instagram Wait, we right now. We officially made up. I'm going on Instagram right now, and uh, we're making it Insta official. Perfect. Boom. That All was right. pretty funny. I, t- that's I know. I thought. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I know, guys. It, it's like, true. We all. We all knew you were not going to end up with me. Come on. It was funny. All right. Well, this is kind of cool. This is different. We obviously share a very uh, familiar experience. I'm sure you've probably talked about this many, many times. But what got you? to to take a chance on the show and uh, and apply and, and maybe specifically for my season maybe it was maybe it wasn't for I know you know the process starts a couple months in advance maybe you know a couple years in advance but what got it started for you 
Actually, one of my coworkers nominated me. We were just joking around one day at the office. She's like, you'd be really good for The Bachelor. And I'm like, I've never seen this show. Like, people, real people don't actually get cast for these things. And then I went into, like, a deep dive of, like, I watched Hannah's season. I watched all the previous seasons. And I'm like, oh, I know how production works. Peter's definitely going to be The Bachelor. I'm going to go for it. Um, I got a call. And then the rest is history. Um, <laughs> did you, during the interview process, because watching you on – Peter season and on paradise, you're the type that kind of just speaks your mind. Like you don't hold back really. You're just like, if it's there, it's coming out. Did you tell them that? Like, you're like very, Hey, what you see is what you get. It's I'm not holding back. If it's fiery, it's fiery. If it's good, it's good. I don't even remember what I said. I think my personality is very strong, very alpha female. I think that just really came across during my entire uh, casting experience, but Maybe I did say I'm very forward and opinionated. <laughs> Maybe that's why they cast me. Right right off the bat, I saw that. But I, I mean, I love that quality about you. I, th- <laughs> I thought it was great. I hope you never lose that. I don't think you will. If I look back on it now, my first good, like solid memory, just kind of one-on-one with you, I would say was, so we went on the, uh, that flying date out in Camarillo. Which was, that was pretty fun. I don't know. Yes. If, I don't know if you had fun doing it. I, I had fun watching it. No, <laughs> it was fun. She's like, no, no, but <laughs> I remember then. Uh, yeah. And then we had a, a sit down there. We went to the, the Four Seasons Hotel. And I just remember right off the bat, you just, you stood out to me. You just, I, I don't know if I've ever met such a driven individual like you. It just, you know, you're immediately just listing all the, you know, amazing accomplishments you had accomplished at such a young age. To me, it was like you had like six jobs at once. I'm like, how does she have this time to do that? But it was hustler. Yeah. It stood out to me like right off the bat. And uh, yeah, that was, that was like my first good memory is the four seasons there, little sit down. And yeah, we, uh, let's see, let's go through, through some of those weeks. Um, The first and only good memory. (laughs) The first what? The first and only good memory that we have. <laughs> oh, I don't say that. But let's let's cut through because he said like, and I, I see on your social media, like you are like a hustler. You have like so many, and you're, I, I kind of, I relate to that because I like to do, I have like who knows how many jobs as well. So let's talk about who you are and the jobs you do and why you're so driven before we get more into Bachelor Nation. So yeah, I think I'm the only person in Bachelor Nation that still kept all of her six jobs. I still do every single thing that I did before the show. So I do real estate insurance, marketing, I bartend. I also do some commercial acting and modeling. And I think that's it, right? I invest in real estate and I flip properties, so... That is so commendable. Remind me, I th- you were out in uh, in Syracuse, right, when you started the show? Yep. Born and raised in Syracuse, and now I live in Syracuse, LA, and Tampa. But I think from a young age, I went through a lot of crappy situations. Um, my parents left me when I was 14. I was basically homeless, and I just decided at that moment in my life that I deserved a better life, and I'm going to work towards it. And that's why I did so many things at once because I'm like, I'm going to do every opportunity that I can to make sure that I'm never at this lowest point ever again. I love how you took that negative and turned into a positive. And yeah, that's amazing. You've been, you've been on your own since you were 14. Um, on and off. Yeah. Technically I got kicked out again at 17 and that was the last straw. So then I moved out. A lot of things happened, a lot of mistakes, but I'm kind of happy that it happened to me that way because it, it drove me to be the person that I am. Wow. I, I don't I don't think I knew that actually I don't think I uh, we ever talked about that. Damn, if that's not inspirational, I don't know what is. Kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's some 
that's just, um, yeah, well, I'm just saying that's amazing. That's crazy. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. I'm just curious. Where out in, uh, do you bartend out here in LA? I don't. When I'm in LA, I mainly do like events, PR things, social media. Um, I bartend at a bar in, in Syracuse, New York. Okay. Um, so I run the bar there and I've been there for seven years. Gotcha. Peter's trying to become a bartender. He needs you some want to become bartending lessons. <laughs> I, I'd be the absolute, I can teach you. absolute worst bartender in, in the world. I, I wish I would have like taken classes back in the day, but yeah, Dustin actually does a little bit about New York. So you guys should, uh, yeah. next time you're at New York, you got to come. We have a, like our go-to kind of neighborhood bar overlook. Dustin bartends there a couple nights a week. So you should come and uh, make a little appearance. Wait, that'd be so much fun. It's a good time. This, this bar is just, I can't even count the stories that we've, experience there and it's just like you never know who's gonna pop we, in. we moved there right as the pandemic when it wasn't starting it was like in the middle towards coming out the end it almost became kind of like a speakeasy but it was, it was insane it was it was a hell of a lot of fun but if you're ever in the area you gotta definitely make an appearance yeah i'm out in new york a lot because i do real estate out there in manhattan too and it's only a 20 minute flight so maybe i'll come pop in for a drink oh hell yeah what kind of real estate for manhattan i do commercial and residential Cause I'm telling you right now, these residential prices, <laughs> Manhattan's lost its fucking mind. I hear all these stories about like rent is jumping over a thousand dollars. That's insane. I know insane. that's crazy. That's nuts. Me and it, it's been a tough time up. for everyone in real estate for the last two years. I feel like. Oh my gosh, it's insane! It's insane. All right, it's time to get into some of the iconic Tammy moments and uh we're gonna get your take right here live on the pod all right so when you originally went on the show apparently it took you a while to tell your mom how did that combo go i didn't tell her at all i didn't tell anybody you didn't tell any of your family you were going on you just disappeared yeah but that's normal for me i mean everyone just knows that i'm just doing my own thing so it's not something weird that i would go off the grid for a couple months did any of your any of your friends know no i told everyone including all of my jobs that i was going on a mission trip with my church and i'll be gone for two months some mission trip um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the mission of a century <laughs> that is that's funny that's a great that's a great thing to tell your employers though because i mean they can't really get mad at you you could take a leave of absence so yeah they were pre- they were pretty flexible with it but yeah i didn't tell anybody until like the very last day i was having having like a mental breakdown and i called my sister and i'm like i'm going to film for the bachelor like, i don't know what to do i'm like crying i'm getting drunk by myself like cooking pasta it was it was a tough time oh my god damn that's crazy you put all that on your on yourself without telling anybody that's uh that's yeah. nice. I'm so surprised wh- no one put you on a, a milk carton. Just like Tammy. Where's Tammy at? She's been missing. What the hell? I'm on a mission trip. That's true. <laughs> she, yeah, she's doing good <laughs> for love. All right. So you were eliminated on a two-on-one with McKen- uh, McKen- McKenna. 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 Yeah. Which we've all come to learn was a result of a ton producer manipulation. Correct? I don't Can know. Can we say that? Hey, listen. Oh, we're saying whatever we want to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm off contract, baby. I mean, oh, I, everything goes at this point. Yeah, I know, and we're going we're gonna to get out. to that later. We're off contract too, so <laughs> not that it really means so, anything these days. Yeah, it's all good. So after all that was said and done, how how did it make you feel to be made out as the villain? I was a villain for like a brief moment. I want to say people will still consider me like the villain. <laughs> before we get before we get there, because now this is triggering some memories. <clears throat> that was that was in Chile. I remember with the McKenna. I remember yeah. my whole thing. I don't think I ever asked you or never had the opportunity to really ask. What the hell was that whole thing about Kelsey 
and pill popper and and just and all those accusations that to me just seemed like I don't know again I never had the chance to talk to you about this but like I was always being I tried to explain it to you and you were not listening to me because I don't think you liked me that much and I'm like this man's not listening to anything that I'm saying he thinks that I'm lying but because I literally you have to to understand I've I had every single person with a different take different opinion of it all and it's just like and then of course you know you hear from the producers that's the majority of it so I want to give you the floor again to explain it just so I can finally understand where that all came from. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Take a seat, guys. I'm taking this. I'm taking my tea from my throat right now. Let's go. <laughs> so let's start with the Kelsey stuff. I never called her a pill popper. I want to make that very blatantly clear. I would never say that about somebody. What happened was I overheard Victoria P talking to a producer saying, I think she's on medication. She should not be drinking like that from a medical standpoint. I'm like, aren't you a dermatologist? Whatever. So I'm like, okay. Like, so I'm telling all the other girls, I'm like, Hey, I don't know if she's just probably getting more drunk because she's on medication. I'm not sure. So that's when this whole like pill popping thing, I don't know where that phrase came from, but that did not come from me. I did not even assume that she was on any medication until Victoria P told me something because she pulled me aside afterwards after she talked to the producer. She goes, we need to do something like this isn't good. Like I, I don't want to get my license revoked or whatever, yada, yada, yada. I did say that I concerned to you that she was showing signs of what my ex-boyfriend showed with, cause my ex-boyfriend is an alcoholic and that's where that word came from. I tried to make it very clear with you. I was not calling her an alcoholic whatsoever. I just said when people are very emotional and they tend to gravitate towards alcohol, they seem to be more distraught than normal. And she was, she was very distraught, but multiple, a handful of girls got cut off in Costa Rica at the bar, you know, and she was just one of them. I'm like, I just don't, this is triggering things for me. Like I went through a very traumatic experience with my ex-boyfriend paying for his DWIs and like all that jazz. So it was a lot for me. And I was trying to elaborate to you my past relationship. And I was bringing up the example of my concern for Kelsey. So I guess that's where it commingled of, I called her an alcoholic and pill popper, but I never intended that to be what I was trying to tell you whatsoever or, you know, come at her character like that, you know, but then, cause I remember you told me in my, when I pulled you for the rose ceremony in Costa Rica, you said, I said, I wasn't trying to put her under the bus or, you know, say anything ill about her. And you were like, where are you though? Like technically like you are. And I'm like, you, you literally don't believe me at this point. You're basically keeping me because the producer is keeping me around for the drama in Costa Rica or else I would have left. I feel like you would have sent me home in Costa Rica. And then it transferred to Chile and then manipulation comes and they're like, we need to, we need to go after the next person. And that came McKenna. Uh, I did not like her cause she was very attention seeking. Like even during the football day in, um, where were we? Ohio. Yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland. She would be dancing in front of these cameramen who were trying to just get B-roll of the stadium because she wanted to like act out and be like, oh, like how goofy and funny and witty is, am I for just like dancing when no one else is around, just like being my own person. But it was just like, I'm like, why are you doing this? Like this poor cameraman's like, can you get out of the way? Oh no. (laughs) Okay. So I, all right. First off, just to touch on, on the whole Costa Rica stuff and with Kelsey, I mean, again, I, I guess, you know, Oh, you an apology if you felt like I didn't, I wasn't listening to you or I wasn't believing you. It's now been so long ago that not everything is as fresh in my mind, obviously, as it once was. But 
in those moments, it just, it was, it had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do that. I didn't trust. Like, I didn't think you had integrity and trust, you know, your character or anything like that. It just, I talked to you and then I go talk to someone else and they would tell me the exact opposite thing. And that person would get all defensive and it's just, it, it, that's like one of the hardest things in my opinion about being in that position on the show is there's just no way to vet anybody. And you're, you're just hoping that you, these strangers you just met two, three, four weeks ago are telling you the truth and you're going to go with the right one. The crazy thing is, is that this concern wasn't brought up to me until other girls were telling me, Hey, she's drinking heavily. Like she has red wine all over her mouth. She looks distraught, looks, you know, intoxicated and emotional. She was crying all day, every day when we were in Ohio, because I was her roommate. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like, this is, I'm not a very emotion forward person. And I'm like, this is a lot for me. I'm going to take a nap in the hallway. So I did because we were exhausted, but people were just putting these pieces together. Like I didn't want to room with her because I didn't like her and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, you guys all had these opinions about her. But when it came to talking about it, that when cameras were around, you were saying the different thing because you didn't want to look bad. So it wasn't just me that thought that these opinions about both Tammy was girls. just the most outspoken one. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I just opened my mouth the loudest and that's why I get myself in trouble. Yeah. Telling how it is. Telling how it is. <laughs> I, I will. Hey, yeah. Nothing wrong with that though. I'm curious. Have you and, uh, have you and Kelsey talked at all? Try to maintain any yeah. friendship sense? Did you watch Paradise? Oh, shit. Did you watch Paradise? Yes. I, <laughs> stupid question. Stupid question. I, I actually... Me and Kelsey are as great as we can be, yeah. Yeah, I actually really like Kelsey. I think Kelsey's a, a really solid person. And I think the show is difficult for her, but I, mean, I don't think it truly showed who she was. But Right. And we had a long talk about that even in Paradise. And then we just talked about like what happened just to hash it out. And then we literally became friends again. We were getting coffee every morning and walking up and down the beach. And that's why we were teamed up against Victoria P on the beach because of we had a commonarity. But we also have the same circle of friends too. So it was hard to like not be at least cordial with each other, but we came, we became more than cordial. You know, she, I think she's a, a good friend and I wish her the best, you know, but with McKenna, I just think we're just two different uh, personalities oh, yeah, and that's okay. that's okay. You know, and that's okay. We're not supposed to get along with everybody in this world and that's normal. I think she just holds a lot of grudges. She blocked me on everything, which is, I think is very immature, but again, she's a lot younger, deals with a lot of things um, in her younger mindset, which is fine. A time will come and hopefully she'll get over it. But I don't even think about her. I, I forget that she existed. Hey, I, I, I unfriended you too, so I haven't made all the perfect decisions. That's a good here. point. Okay. <laughs> There's always hope. There's always hope for her friending back. All right. So touching on the villain, the being a villain on Peter's season, it seemed to have continued for Paradise. Did Let's it? Talk, it seemed like it a little bit. I feel like... I feel like they try to give you like a, I don't know, got you back in the drama and whatnot. I feel like I'm always getting myself into drama again, because I'm just my personality. Well, but well, tell us about, tell us about paradise. Okay. So paradise comes around. Super fun. I go after Aaron because I, I don't have any fear of like going after people that I want, you know, like I'm very forward. I'd rather hit on a guy rather than him hit on me first. So I was talking up Aaron and all my podcasts who I wanted to see, and then he obviously heard it. So then the first time meeting him, I think that was already an established connection because we were talking about each other anyways. And that went well, but I just realized you just don't know someone until you are around them in real life. So after meeting him, I'm like, this guy's really not my type. I mean, he's very cute, but definitely not the characteristics of a guy that I want to be dating. And the point of the whole beach is to date every 
all the people that you want to, you know, try to explore relationships see, with. See, see for me, so, I, if I ever did that, I would, I would have the exact opposite mentality. I have done that. I don't, it doesn't work for me. I would pick one person, give it my all. And but what happens if that one person doesn't reciprocate? Then I'm out of there. And that is it. I, I think that's, that's why, and I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I think that's why paradise has been successful. It just is my opinion more than I would say the actual bachelor bachelorette, because you see couples that they don't have all those distractions of 25 other people or however many other people for the most part, maybe they're able to a lot more of that attention and time to just one person. That's really what's going to create a real, like real life relationship, you know, after you leave the beach. But anyways, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I feel like Timmy, you're right though. You just, you keep on you're trying to find your person, you know, you're dating right. one person for a day or two. It's not vibing out. You, 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 you know, meet someone else and just see what's going on. You know, and you got to check your options, you know? Okay. Well then. Right. That's see the whole purpose on. of paradise. Cause why would they bring down new people every week if that wasn't the case? You know, okay. I right. mean for the drama, of course, but. Put it, put it this way. So yeah, I ended up going. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Peter's got a bad taste in his mouth for options in the <laughs> show. So I think he, if he ever goes back, I think he's just like, don't give me oh, these direct options. Direct line. No. <laughs> if that doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I want just like laser vision, tunnel vision. Okay. I guess let me expand on that a little bit more. I feel like, and you're the perfect person to ask, Tammy, because you just did it. And I know you have some possible opinions that maybe we can get to in a little bit, but Specifically with Paradise, you, you talk with Aaron and you went down there, you know, interested in him, seemed like someone that could be your type. You had to meet him in real life and it's maybe not, you know, just, you guys don't vibe. But for me, like, did I guess, can I ask, like, were you were you talking with Aaron before you went down? Were you guys conversing? Were you trying to get to know, know each other before? No? No, not at all. I really wanted the experience to just be the full experience. So I didn't reach out to any of these people that I was interested in to talk, you know, I just, I mean, we followed each other on Instagram, but that was really the extent of it. No DMS or anything. I wouldn't even comment on his stuff. I wanted to make an opinion that was solely the experience of us being together in real life. Cause even if you talk to someone on the internet, it's not when you're in person, it's just different. You of know, of course, of course, I guess. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like now that like social media is so prevalent, I feel like in the, for the, the, uh, the original seasons of paradise, it was a little bit different, but now it's like, you have such an easy opportunity to to really quickly pick up a phone and get to know that person, like without any cameras, without any producer manipulation, like none of those distractions. It's like how many people are doing that and how many people aren't doing it, whether or not they admit it or not. I feel like, I don't know, I would probably want to be more inclined to say I would, I would try to do my research and like due diligence before I went down there than just going down there blindly, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, then you get caught up in, did you have a previous relationship before? Like a lot of the storylines were in paradise, you know? And I didn't want to just, I didn't want to muddy the waters whatsoever. I just knew that could have been an option. I don't want anyone to have this ammo on me saying that I was talking to XYZ before I came down there. Right. You can't trust anybody in paradise. can't trust any of these people. <laughs> is it, this is true. I think you just can't keep people away from connecting. And... Honestly, I think it makes for a better story for Paradise. I think it makes things a little messier, which I feel like majority of people that watch the show like a little mess. I like to see a mess. I do too. I mean, that's why we watch reality TV, right? I mean, for the drama. You want that entanglement storyline. 
So I, I think it's good for business. If they wanted to cut that out, I could possibly see them casting new people for Paradise. Like, this is like your first time on the show, just not doing someone else's season. That could probably be interesting. Really? But I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know yeah, about that. that would that. be interesting. Just because I think a big reason Paradise, you know, obviously people that go to Paradise are usually people that the fans have kind of fallen in love with their storyline or, or just getting to know them. So that, mm-hmm. that familiarity is kind of what hypes up that new season even more. But hey, I mean, who knows? So from Aaron, what happened after that? <laughs> uh, what didn't happen, I guess. So Thomas comes down. I'm so exhausted. It was like a full day of filming. And he wants no interest in me. I mean, I wasn't really interested in him. I heard from Katie, because Katie's one of my really good girlfriends, that Thomas is a like, really no-go red zone. You know, like, don't do it. He's all trouble. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to vet this guy out, because... Like alpha males are actually my worst enemy because I'm an alpha female and I'm like, I have to hold the dominance. So I'm like, I'm not going to give this guy any attention. Like, screw this guy. Like he sucks. Like I don't want anything to do with him, but I'm going to vet it out for like all of my girlfriends to see if he's actually like a crappy person. So he comes down, he takes Serena on the date. I heard that it goes terrible. I go, I'm not surprised. But the next day I like slept. I really thought about him. Like if everyone thought their last opinion of me that they saw on TV was my whole personality. How would I feel like if Kelsey and McKenna, if we didn't have COVID, if we all went down to the beach and they were all talking how bad of a person I was and how crappy of a human being I am, you know, like that would suck to go into this experience with that kind of opinion rolling around the beach. So I woke up early and he didn't sleep, which I felt so bad for because he's been, he was fighting with the guys the night before. So we were up in the, pool area where we all got breakfast and it was like 7am. No no one else was awake and we were just talking and I'm like, how was your experience? And we just really went deep dive on like, what's it like to be a quote unquote villain on this kind of show? Like, how does this affect you? And what I did to like navigate through it. You know, I had a, luckily I had a whole year of COVID to really work on myself and work through the emotions that came with the show. And he really appreciated that. I'm like, I went into that breakfast. I'm like, you know what? Let me try to get to know this person, see what he does about, because maybe he's not as bad as everyone says he is. And I'll help him out too, because I know that everyone probably doesn't want to be involved with him right now. And I'm like, I'm a great wingman, I like to say, and I'll like try to, you know, plant seeds with all of the girlfriends. So I was really like telling him, go, go sit with Mari. Like I was hanging out with Mari. I'm like, hey, like, do you mind if like Thomas comes and join us? Like, just trying to like put him in situations where it was more comfortable for him. And then when it came to the night portion, I'm like, did I just shoot myself in the foot? I think I like this guy, but I think I just friend zone myself. I've been helping this guy go after other girls all day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so not like me. So I'm going to do something that is like me and I'm going to go after it anyways. So my best friend's wedding, <laughs> my best friend's wedding. Exactly. And next thing you know, we're talking <laughs> And then I go after him and straddle him and make out with him. And I see Aaron Tammy. sees the whole thing, even though... Tammy, you know, you never did that to <laughs> that's me. My, that's up? my move. What the hell? I Wait. did do that to you. Someone caught it and someone put it on Reddit when we were on that rooftop in LA. Because I, I straddled you. Oh, so <laughs> Actually near the pool as well. <laughs> that's your move. Wait. That's your go-to move. I love <laughs> it. Serious question right now. Did you know Thomas was 6'6"? Six, six? No. I didn't know about anything think, about this guy. He's, he's messing it with you. It was a joke. He's messing with you. I, I think they kept oh. on, they kept, they edited it to where he was saying it the whole time. I don't know if he did or didn't, but it was like nonstop. Yeah, I'm 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, I'm 6'6". Six, yeah. Six. 
it was kind of like a douchey like remark, even though I knew he didn't mean to come off that way. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm so tall, like I don't want to hit this like light fixture, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, ew, shut up. <laughs> that's that's I, hilarious. I actually, I thought Thomas, I thought he got a bad edit for Katie's season. I think so too. I don't really think he did anything wrong. I was actually voting for him to be bachelor. I thought he would have been a great bachelor, but he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's actually very nice. He's one of my good friends now, so I'm happy everything worked out the way it did. But I feel like I wonder if a girl did the same that he did, would they come off as a villain as well? But worse, it's not forgivable because the audience forgave him and said that Katie was overreacting because he was just forward about it. But if it was roles reversed and the girl did it, I guarantee you it'd be unforgivable to the audience. We talk about this a lot. I don't know. Our opinion, maybe, maybe not. I guess it depends on what it is. But from our experience, I think. But was there anyone... Not to put you in the spot, but I'm going to put you in the spot. Was there anyone from our season you thought was uh, was pulling for it, was pulling a potential Thomas in that in that regard? You asking me or Dustin? Tammy. I'm asking you, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. I think a handful of girls. Top, top two. I'm not going to say them because, no, I can't say it because I'm good friends with them now. I just oh, don't want to put them on the bus. But I know, I see, the, I see the game, you know? So, I mean, we all know that it's television and what's to be expected. Being the Bachelorette would be a great opportunity if you didn't end up with peter so i definitely think girls were uh we're definitely trying to do that all right well f- fair enough i won't you guys are good friends so i'm not gonna not muddy up any of those waters i feel like you can tell who it is <laughs> very true all right i want to quote you all right because you have the okay. most iconic line from paradise <laughs> it's the funniest line ever i sound okay, like i have yeah. it right now so i guess it's appropriate that i quote you he had to say this on my birthday that's even worse <laughs> Last year, I got COVID on my birthday, and this is 10 times worse. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Iconic. Funny. You just, uh... My one-liners, I don't know how I come up with them, but they are pretty funny, huh? Yeah, I was hilarious. so distraught because someone from Bachelor Nation gave me COVID on my birthday the year before. Oh, no way. And, yeah, no one knows that. No one knows all right, that. All right, all right. So, I'm like, I can't believe, like, two birthdays have been crappy and i got covid on my last birthday and this birthday i'm getting dumped on my actual birthday so damn so yeah that that was funny (laughs) that's why you're kind of distancing yourself from the whole bachelor uh bachelor crew covid and uh and then paradise huh one of the reasons yeah well i think that's a good segue into that topic right there (laughs) oh man yeah and listen listen before just uh you know relax you in any way or we, Dustin and I, everyone has opinions of the show, of their experience, great opinions, bad opinions in between. I think the show does a lot of, it changes a lot of people's lives for the better. And, you know, that can't be disputed. And people also do struggle, like no doubt. And you're, everyone's entitled to their opinion. So I want to open the floor to you to kind of vent, speak your mind, say as much or as little as you're comfortable with. Let us hear you out. Okay. So... I have always been an advocate for the show after your season. Like I, I always had their side when it came to like arguments with the audience, arguments with other cast members, because everyone has like their traumas that come with the show, of course. Um, we all know what we signed up for. It's just hard to deal with it, no matter what magnitude. And I felt like I was always a team player for them. And we were working on a big project together. And it just, we had disagreements and it didn't end up working out. And I just felt really hurt. Because I did so much for the last two years, you know, fighting for their side with every aspect, the racial issue, like the, you know, casting issue, the 
the villain issue, like that whole thing. But I think that was the last straw for me of what they did because I just felt so betrayed and I was so hurt. Cause it was like a, a toxic ex-boyfriend, you know, like I just kept giving and giving and they were taking not, they were like giving me a little bit, but not as much. They're really good at dangling the carrot and I just had it with them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so done. I was very emotional the first week. And then I went on Instagram and told everyone that I'm done with the franchise, which I think... If I thought it through more, I probably wouldn't have said that. I definitely do think I need some time away from them. I don't want to close the door completely because they've been my family for the last two years. Like I've been closer to the producers than I have with any of the cast. I think that's why I felt so betrayed by them. But I think it's it's a good break for us. You know, I, yeah, I'll tell you afterwards when we're done filming of what actually happened. But you'll see why that I felt it was it was like a stab in the throat, basically. I believe it. I believe it. No, I do too. I've had my disagreements with the show. I know Peter has. So I'm sure you're 100% valid on the reasons why you decided to cut them off. So, so Tammy, what do you, what do you mean about, like, can you get into it all about production picking favorites? Like what you meant by that? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually writing a book and that includes it. Oh, but sure. I think that the franchise just picks their favorites and they help them excel, but they don't give that equal opportunity to everyone else. And listen, I get it. It's a business. It's production. If you're not a uh, prominent character, there's no reason to push you forward. But I was, and I was one of the full oriental people that they've had on the show that had a prominent storyline, but they were not helping me push forward. Everything that got me to push forward, I did myself, you know, and did they help a little bit? Absolutely. That, That was a little bit that they were giving me and they hang on to that and dangle it over my head. If you're not one of their favorites, you are 100% most unlikely to succeed. And it's just tough because at what point do I keep putting my mental health in this distress and, you know, fighting for their right, even though they weren't going to give anything back. And I think that should be a two-way relationship, you know, like, like boyfriend and girlfriend, like I should give, you should take another way, vice versa, because that's what an equal relationship is. And I just wasn't getting that from them. And I don't know why. I'm definitely not like a lot of their cast members that they've had in the past. And I thought they would like that. But they stick to their old ways. And that's, they pick people who look like you, Peter. And that's nothing against you whatsoever. It's just really hard because I can't change that about me. I will never be white, you know. And that's really tough navigating through a franchise that really puts their white characters on a pedestal without even trying. So it's like, how long do I have to work 10 times as hard just to get to the barely the same level of these people? I feel you 100%. I was top eight on the show and I got absolutely no screen time. Yeah, I just, I don't get, I don't get why the show, it's like they, they do a very good job of like really pissing people off. And I just, it's like, I don't understand <laughs> why that's so necessary who's making like these ultimate like top executive decisions just like that's not you don't have to do that like i and and it just seems like it's consistent and everyone we talk to has something unless and i and and the reason i asked you that first question about picking favorites is because i totally agree with you tammy and i think and it's funny i don't know if like i know you made that comment and i understand with the with the race issue i'm I'm totally in agreement with both of you but you know you said oh look look like me trust me show is not about me it, or the show is, I'm not one of their favorites. I can guarantee you that we, we are, I think one of the only podcasts that have, you know, that is a mainly a bachelor podcast. A big reason why, you know, 
you're our first guest finally coming on because you're off contract. No, they won't allow anyone else to come on our show for whatever reason. I don't know why, what I did to piss them off, but, or what Dustin did, but it's just like, we, it's, it's true. We, we, we sacrifice so much, a lot of, uh, emotional like vulnerability and just putting yourself out there. And it's like, you don't have to kind of treat us that way. Like I'm not saying anyone here to feel sorry for us. Like, yeah, we were given a really cool opportunity and you know, it's definitely changed a lot of our lives, but why do you have to go and like, just make it toxic at some point and, and just cut people off. I don't, I don't, that I've never understood him. Why do you have to make it harder? You know, they do like, mm-hmm. again, we're all grateful for having this opportunity and we make of it what we want. You know, we have the power to make of it as we want. But, and when you see them, they're just easily highlighting some people, making it, making it so easy for them. And yet we, we're trying, we're trying to do good for ourselves. We're trying to do good for others. And it's just no help at all. It's insane. I don't know. Tammy, do no, you, do, do you, uh, do you regret the show at all? Absolutely not. Like, here's the thing. I'm so grateful for that opportunity. And my life has definitely changed tenfold because of the show. But the thing is, I don't like that. They hold that over your head. Like I didn't have any work like put towards this as well. Oh my God. They said that we gave you this. Yes. Like you, you're able to do this because of the show. I'm like a hundred percent, but do you not understand that where the credit is due? I also did that myself. The show doesn't Girls exist like me, without- we're not supposed to make it. Right. These personalities. I was not supposed to make it as far as I did because this is before their whole racial issue, but I did because that's the person that I am. I'm that personality that is not a background character, you know? Yeah. So once I felt that, that's when I had to get into drama because I'm like, there's no way that I'm staying unless I'm in crap because Peter hates me. <laughs> okay. I stop. I never hated you. That was never the... <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm I'm starting to see through this. We, by the way, seriously, we got to hang out. Like, like obviously now p- past the show. Like, I think uh, we can develop a, a very cool friendship from this because I've enjoyed talking to you here for you know the last hour, and I feel like I know you better now than any time I knew you actually on the show, which is kind of sad to admit, but the truth. Yeah. But it's so true. I can't tell you the amount of times I've heard that too, and not just me hearing it, but other people like they love to throw it in your face. Oh, you none of this. You'd have none of this without the show. It's like. 100% right, but it's a two-way street. The show wouldn't exist you wouldn't have a without, show without us. contestants. So like, stop trying to do that because that's just really annoying and uh, not 100% accurate. But whatever. I don't know if you feel this way too, but I feel like with only The Bachelor, they make you feel so crappy for wanting to include them in your success. So like, if you look at Love Island, everyone, as soon as they are off, even during when their family members take care of their Instagram, they post Love Island season, whatever. Like, it's proudly in their bio. But when we do it, it's like she just wants to have it in her bio because she's thirsty. Like even a producer told me they're like all these girls that left early, they can't wait to go home and put a rose in their bio. I'm like, is that supposed to be a bad thing? Like, is that not a great thing for the show right. and for them? Like, I don't get why this is a negative. Yeah, well, it's, it's a I don't know why it's a negative either. It's for opportunity. People, people go on. We all go on the show for some new opportunity. Maybe it's an opportunity with a new love. Maybe it's who knows what doors will open up. And if you fall in love on the way, yeah, that's great. But we all went on there for opportunities. And yeah, I would never discredit anybody. Like let people know you were on the show. Let's see what doors open up for you because there's a lot of fans out there and you don't know someone's got a key to success for you and they'll open the door for you. So exactly. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why it's like they try to not allow you to, to, advance your whether your life your career whatever aspect too much tied to the show like they want you attached a little bit when it's convenient but they try to limit it and i don't yeah quite frankly i don't know the reason why tammy would you ever do paradise again 
Absolutely not. <laughs> I would never do paradise ever again. Not because it was a bad experience. I just think because, again, I think my, my success has capped at where I was. And I just don't want to be tied into like this recyclable asset for them. You know, I think that if I wanted to push forward and be my own success, I have to venture out, which now I'm trying to do with other networks and other projects. They wanted me to come back for like, like maybe people were like toying the idea with like maybe me being the bartender. And I'm like, listen, favorites get those positions. Like I'm not a favorite, you know? So that Wait, was that, really unlikely. And that I would have been perfect though, especially with your, yeah, your background. Yeah. I think it would have been perfect. I think I would have had a lot of opinions about everyone's couples. You know, I think it'd be great. I just, again, when the opportunity that didn't end up working out happened, I feel like God told me you are willing and able, and you are so capable of doing all these things you put in the work, but this is not for you. So it's time for you to move on and put your energy and efforts elsewhere. Cause I was, I was so close to this and it just didn't happen. So I did everything that I could. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, uh, I guess I'll ask you because we can kind of consider ourselves uh, friends or get on that level. Would, uh, would you recommend someone to go to paradise? Could you ever to someone's face tell them that? Yeah, I recommend you doing it. Absolutely. I think it's a great opportunity. It's super fun, way more relaxing than filming the bachelor or bachelorette. And you get to meet genuine people. I, I've made so many friends on that beach that I still talk to. I just had lunch with them yesterday and just lifetime friendships that you'll build from that and the relationships that could have happened, you know, like Aaron didn't work out. That was unfortunate, but now I have a great friend. Like Thomas is such a good friend, a good supporter of everything that I'm doing. Like that wouldn't have happened unless I met these people. So I mean, pros and cons to everything, you know? Yeah. Does, does it actually feel like, would you say more real life dating compared to the being on the bachelor and that whole format? Absolutely. It was so hard dating on the bachelor. Because you were fighting for time. I mean, how much time do we have with you? Like 10 minutes? Yeah. How am I supposed to spill out my whole life traumas with you in 10 minutes? Yeah. No. <laughs> Truth. Truth. All right. Well, Tammy. So would you do a... Wait, real quick. Would you do another show? I'm working on another show, yes. Oh, can you can you, can you spill can anything? Get any, any I can't spill anything because I'm not familiar with this can you Can you tease it? Can you tease us? Yeah. I'll definitely no longer be a secondary character like I was on the Bachelor franchise, so... Oh, Shoot, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I love it. Well, that I'm very happy for you. We'll be looking forward to it. Thank you, I appreciate that. It has been uh, an absolute joy having you on, Sammy. It's been good catching up, and um, I'm good. We squashed some yeah. beef. <laughs> I think it's this really is good. the first time that we've talked since the show. <laughs> this this really was. I'm trying to think the last. When was the last time that we actually saw each other? It, it was in. It was it was chilly there, yeah, on that on that two in one thing. And yeah, you sent me home. Yeah, uh, <laughs> got it. I literally gave you all concrete evidence, Peter, that this person is not here for the right <laughs> reasons, and you literally sent me home and then sent her home after. <laughs> so that means something must have happened because I know that I was not the only person with this opinion. Both of y'all gotta go home. I know. That's funny. Because I know the Tam- both of you. I know. I know. Tammy, where can what what can people? You said there's another show, possibly another show. Um, anything else that you're working on, and where can people find you? I just launched my YouTube channel, so I would so much appreciate everyone support and subscribing to that. I hired a really good production team, so they're gonna be helping me edit these videos. I'm also gonna put out a lot more um, like entrepreneurial. TikToks and content on Instagram. So I'm really just trying to create a brand for myself. And I think that's what my followers like anyways. Um, I love my Bachelor fans so, so much, but I want to build something that's greater. All right. Love it. 
Yes. Love it, love it. On to uh, big, big things, Tammy. You have a very bright future and uh, very happy Thank for you. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Tammy. Until next time. Burn the ships, baby. Bye. Burn the ships. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kinder. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music. Our producer is Emma Martins, and our executive producer is Red Yoakum. Our audio engineer is Enrique Inojosa. Subscribe and like or review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. Got questions for us about the show, life, or really whatever? DM at Bachelors in the City Podcast on Instagram for a chance to be a featured third roommate. We'll catch you next time.